You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Check fan number 261. I'm Tim Robertson. Look, there's David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm okay. A week from right now, we will be sitting in uh, Illinois at Maxstock. Cool. Isn't that cool? This could be cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, I've had some some challenging times recently, so it's going to be good to get to get away and do something completely fun. And um, you've already proposed something I'm quite looking forward to the day before the show too. Yeah, so I'm so, going uh, to leave my house very early on a uh, on Friday morning. Um, now, the the good thing about that, David, is you're going to be in Illinois. I'm in Michigan. I'm an hour ahead of you, so I'm going to leave right. my house probably around. 6 or 7 a.m. It's a three-hour drive to where you are, but for you, it'll only be two hours. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's like that's the future. You'll be traveling through time. Yep, and Guy Searle will be there already, but he's doing some uh, taxi service for other guests coming into Maxstock. But David and I are under no such constraints. I'll have my car, <laughs> so I'm going to pick David up at his hotel uh, what city is that going to be? It's in uh, Schaumburg. Schaumburg. That's a, dude. Schaumburg is a really nice place. I got a great Apple store there. They got this giant Lego store. Um, they got this uh, video game place that kind of I think it's Pac-Man related or something. It looks right, kind of okay. cool. I've never been in there, um, but it looked pretty cool. But more importantly, we're going to go somewhere. It's about a half hour south of where your hotel is. So I'll pick you up. And we'll turn right around and go south. And uh, it's going to be pretty cool. You want to tell them what it is? It's the Galloping Ghost Arcade. Galloping so, Ghost is one of the best arcades in the United States. I'm not kidding. I'm looking at they, ha- they have 530 individual arcade titles here. Um, on, on their website, they list every single one they've got, so I can actually plan the day. Uh, and you plunk down $15, and then it's free play. Yep, everything is free play. And I've heard, I've never been there, but I've seen a lot of videos of people going there. I've seen mm-hmm. pictures, and I've seen discussions on Facebook on different arcade forums and stuff. It's very. It's becoming one of the most famous arcades at this point in the United States. There's a couple that rival it, rival it in size, but we're right there. I've I've been meaning to go there for quite a while, David. But honestly, I'm always I was always by myself, and I don't want to go to this giant arcade yeah. by myself. And uh, I would I would just feel weird spending fifteen bucks and walking around for a couple hours playing video games by myself. I think it's funner to go with somebody. Of course, yeah. So we've got, you know, the Mac stock doesn't start until Saturday. So we've got basically a day to kill. So here's something we can do. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't, there's a lot of games on here I haven't played for a very, very long time. So. <laughs> I am also going to bring one of my mini arcade games so David could check that out as well. Because we've talked about it here on the past, uh, on the on the podcast, but you've never actually seen one. Are you not bringing one of the big ones? I thought you maybe you'd bring me one of your jammer cabinets. I could. Back of the truck, and uh, we can play in the, in the uh, parking well, lot. Techni- the technically, the, the smaller arcade is a jammer cabinet. Yeah. It's just a very <laughs> small one. Uh, so if anybody listening is going to Maxstock or you're already in the Chicagoland area, um, maybe you should come. So this yeah. is an open invitation. David and I 
are going to be at Galloping Ghosts. Uh, it doesn't open until 1 o'clock, so I guess maybe yeah. I don't have to leave quite as early, do I? No. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but probably around opening around 1 o'clock, David and I are going to be at Galloping Ghost for a couple hours at least. Uh, it's in Brookfield, Illinois. Just just honestly, Google Galloping Ghost. It's gallopingghostarcade.com. But we're going to be there on Friday, July 15th. So Friday, July 15th, 1 p.m., go to Galloping Ghosts, hang out with David and I, let's play some video games, let's have some fun. If you're going to do it, though, drop us an email. Let us know that you're going to come or hit us up on Twitter. Let us know you're going to be there so we can keep an eye open for you. Uh, the show at techvampodcast.com. Just let us know you're going to go there. Uh, honestly, David, I don't expect anybody to show up. I mean, it's kind of a last-minute thing, and the vast majority of our listeners aren't in that area. But I'm sure there's at least a couple that are, are in and around there. But it is on a Friday. A lot of people work. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So I don't expect hardly anybody to show up, if anybody. But if they can, but this would be cool. They can, and, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're invited. We're always willing to play games with people, especially if they listen to the show. You know, I want to uh, do some kind of a podcast thing while we're at MaxTalk. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. I need to discuss what <clears throat> equipment I need to bring. Well, that's the thing. I don't really want to bring my laptop. No. I want to go as light as possible. Now, I have a, uh, this little rig that I could plug into my iPhone. The problem is the audio isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the, the cable is going bad or... I don't know. I used it with uh, Bill Smith when I went up to uh, his place up at Grand Rapids and yeah. for a couple episodes ago. And I really had to tweak the audio to make it usable at all. But still, we got to do something. And if, yep. you know, somebody shows up at Galloping Ghosts, uh, maybe we can figure out how to do some kind of... It, the audio won't be great, and I don't care. Um, yeah. But we could do some on the iPhone itself recordings, you know, just the yeah. built-in mic. It won't Again, it won't sound great, but it, it'll give people at home a, a flavor of what it's like. So we can at least do some conversations while we're at Galloping Ghosts. Maybe even some video we could post it up on the website, too. I don't know. Cool, yeah, but I think it's going to be fun. You know, fifteen bucks oh, is I'm nothing. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to it an awful lot, and uh, yeah, no, obviously looking forward to the show itself, catching up with people, some of whom I've not seen for some time. It looks like um, I'm going to meet up with Guy Sill night before, and maybe grab a bite to eat with him, and then obviously, uh, you know, there's there's quite a few people we know or have spent to on. On shows in the past, so we're going to be actually at the uh, at Mac Stock as well. So, and Sunday morning we're going to have a, a little MyMac get together. John Nemo is going to be there. Tom Schmidt, yep. it looks like Guy, you, me. I'm not sure who else will be there, but uh, we'll do breakfast on Sunday because I think John doesn't even get in until like Friday night or Saturday night or something. I, but this is Mac Stock. You guys, uh, if you haven't got your tickets, there's still time. Go to MacStockExpo.com or just follow the link from the TechFan Podcast website or MyMac.com and uh, attend. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of uh, a lot of people are going to be there. So, so you're doing a panel. I am. So, what, what's the panel you're doing? So, basically, uh, with not all of the not all of the speakers are going to be on the panel. Some of them don't want to do it, and that's fine. But we're going to bring them up in two different groups, about 20 minutes each. 
and I'm just going to talk to them and let the audience ask some questions. And just, it's basically very lighthearted, get to know the people a little bit better and bring the next group in and do the same thing. Cool. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't do a lot of prep for a round table type of discussion. I think they tend to work a little bit better, at least for me, just kind of a natural where the conversations go. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback last year when I did it. The video's actually been posted up on uh, MaxDocs website on the, on the YouTube page. I don't know if I ever posted it up on uh, TechFanPodcast.com. I don't think I did. Yeah. I should I should do that, shouldn't I? Cool. But I did the roundtable last year. Um, people seem to really enjoy it. I got some good positive feedback, so I'm looking forward to it again. Now, our sponsor of TechFan... OWC, MaxSales.com, is also going to be at MaxDoc. They are, they're, the, they're like the gold sponsor, something like that. Yeah. So if you're going to go there, they're going to have a table. You can check out some of their stuff in person. But obviously, David, they're a big company. They can't put everything that they're selling there, especially what I want to talk about briefly here, which is OWC, MaxSales.com does sell used Macs. It's not always advantageous, David, to buy a brand new Mac from Apple. Well, not certainly not at the moment. I mean, the laptops haven't been haven't been updated for a long time. Neither is the Mac Mini or the Mac Pro. So, if you need a machine today, I would suggest that going out and buying a brand new Mac from Apple is is it's probably a poor decision because it's likely to get updated in the next few months and then you'll be you'll have that sadness you get from oh, I've got the old one. I've yep. got the one that's not quite as good as what everyone has. I haven't got the new shiny. Whereas if you buy a used Mac, you don't get that. You save some money, uh, you get a decent machine, uh, and then you can move it on when you need to to buy something newer. You know, I'm using... Yeah, absolutely. I'm using a 15-inch MacBook Pro as my daily computer, right? Mm-hmm. But I really kind of miss my iMac, David. You know, yeah. it, the graphic card died in it, and it just wasn't financially responsible on my part to fix that machine it was it was an older 27 inch iMac but golly I still kind of miss my iMac and OWC right now has a 27 inch iMac with the 5k retina display 8 gigs of RAM a 1 terabyte fusion drive 3.5 gigahertz i5 this is a late 2014 model for 1519 one thousand five hundred nineteen bucks, man. If I had that much money right now, I would totally grab this machine. That's a fast yeah. machine. Uh, and those Retin machines, uh, I've, a lot of people are using them in, in lieu of Mac Pros because they're so fast. They're so fast. Well, and the you Mac get Pro that display. Yeah. Well, let's talk you, about. You always get the killer display for free. It's with, on top of the computer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, thank you very much, MacSales.com, for sponsoring TechFan. Uh, I look forward to seeing some of my uh, old OWC buddies, because obviously I'm not an employee there anymore. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of my friends at uh, MacStock. And again, if you guys are interested in a 5K iMac 27-inch for $1,519 as of recording this podcast on um, Saturday, July 9th, just follow the link from techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com uh, to pick this machine up. Uh, but, and that's that's $1,000 off what you pay for a new one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you're getting, you're getting something that's, that's – this is this one, these ones are actually Apple refurbished. So yeah, like and so it's got a one-year warranty from Apple. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killer deal. Killer deal. So let's stay on the topic and talk about um, this feedback from uh, Brendan Rowland oh. that we've got. Yeah, this kind of is is germane to what we were just discussing about, and this this came up from um, something that uh, I think that uh, Brendan picked up on something I talked about a few months ago, which is the Mac Pro that I run at work, which is a uh, 2007 Mac Pro. So uh, he said he said um, you guys he sent us a link to a YouTube video and some articles on hackintoshing, and hackintoshing is basically taking a PC, a regular PC. Uh, and running uh, Mac OS, uh, well, it's, at the moment it's OS 10, but otherwise it will be Mac OS Sierra. When it comes hey, out. hey, David, go so, ahead and read this. I have yeah. to step away from the mic for just one second. Sure. He said, you guys may be interested in this. The article contains links to YouTube videos and web articles on Hackintoshing. He says in brackets, my Mac needs are modest, so I haven't gone through the article and links in detail. I have a couple of old minis. Uh, a 2010 MacBook Air and a 2007 17-inch MacBook Pro upgraded to SSD, but I'm thinking of buying a cheese grater Mac. And then I'll have a buying a cheese grater Mac. He means a Mac, uh, the Mac Pro before they turn it into the kind of little cylinder. He says then I'll have a top-end configurable Mac to continue to run Apple's last great OS, Snowy 10.6.8. Cheese graters can be bought for very reasonable prices nowadays. So then there's a quote here from the article that says, people used to build Hackintoshes because they were a good bit cheaper than an equivalent Mac you could buy from Apple. Now, though, since the Mac Pro hasn't been updated in three years and the components on the board were already about a year old, people are building Hackintoshes because you can build a Mac that is faster than the fastest computer Apple can sell you, and oh yeah, it costs $1,000 plus less than even the base Mac Pro. If you're a professional photographer, programmer, or video editor that currently owns a Mac Pro, Apple has forsaken you, Maybe it's time to look into building a Hackintosh. And you know, the thing is, I, I've i been interested in a Hackintosh for many years because it's never not been true that Apple's top-of-the-line machine is never the most current processor, never the fastest RAM. There's always something better out there, but of course it doesn't run the Mac OS. So this community of building Hackintoshes have been around for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it seems to have matured a lot recently. Well, I think the guys, um, they reference a website, which I've, I've looked at before. It's called Tony Mac OS X 86. Um, and uh, it was started by a guy called Tony, funnily enough. <laughs> but there's a real community over there who've... They basically solved the majority of the problems involved in getting a regular PC to run uh, OS X properly. Um, and it's got to the point now where they can just give you a kit list and you choose what you want and then they say, right, and this is how you install OS X and these are the changes you need to make to support the hardware you've got. They've also very good at uh, identifying regular PC hardware that's effectively functionally the same as the stuff you get in a, a proper Apple product so it, it runs with the the apple drivers so they can really guide you down doing this and effectively you have a bit of skill putting a machine together which is not hard and then a little bit of time building the software you can have your own uh, killer mac pro for less money the only thing i would caveat is that you i read through all the articles um and then at the end and he said oh and here's the things that don't work and there was a pile of things that really don't work and <laughs> You know, audio on the machine, for instance, doesn't work properly. And, and for each of those things, he says, oh, I need to spend a bit more time figuring that out. So iChat doesn't work either. 
yeah and and those sorts of things i think the problem is increasingly going forward you're going to have starting these issues where the underlying stuff that kind of hooks all um uh, mac os and ios together you're going to have problems with because apple really is um, relying on deep stuff inside the hardware to make some of these things work. And the other caveat is anytime there's a new OS... Do not upgrade. Start from scratch. <laughs> I had this on mine a few months ago. Um, so the one I use is, is actually... Um, it's not a Hackintosh. It's a 2007 Mac Pro uh, that I picked up for... for uh, Brendan's right. You pick these those old machines up for silly money. And it's only rated to run Snow Leopard. It won't run anything beyond that. Um, but I found it was relatively easy to hack it to run El Capitan. Um, basically, you just needed to change a couple of boot.efi files in the operating system to um, to allow it to boot, and I had to put a new graphics card in, a more modern graphics card. So it wasn't hard, but the problem I had was that when um, when one of the patches to El Capitan came out, um, it wasn't going to work. I knew beforehand it wasn't going to work, so I didn't apply the patch. But I tried to... The uh, El Capitan has this stuff in that, that is part of Gatekeeper that protects the operating system software. So if you make changes to files, it changes them back again. And so I tried to change this file that needed to be updated after I'd done the patch, and it changed it back again, and it hung the machine, and I couldn't do anything with it. I had to basically take all the drives out and connect it to another Mac to get it working again. So this is the difficulty with, it, with it doing any sort of hack project, is that when things change, you may have to put a few hours of effort in to keep yourself up and running. Some people don't have the interest of the time to do that. And, but I think so, those who do inherently are drawn to something like a Hackintosh or a oh, yeah, absolutely. build your own PC because there was a time, David, not anymore. <laughs> there was a time that I would have loved to have spent hours trying to fix these little problems just to get it working again correctly. I'm not that I'm person sure. anymore. I just, I would rather not. In well, some respects. Once got, yeah, once you've got a full-time job and a family and family commitments and that sort of thing. Well, it's not just that. It's not just that. It's also interest. I, I yeah. don't have a lot of interest in tinkering around with a computer to, it, at least like a Hackintosh. It, I have a little bit of interest, but not yeah, enough I, to commit that kind of hours. I'd rather spend those kind of hours working on an arcade machine. So Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I went back to Brendan and I said, you know, this is really great and very interesting. I, I did question the premise of the article, though, because I know that a lot of people have been complaining about the Mac Pro, that it is three years old and it wasn't, it was fast for when it first came out, but it wasn't brand new in terms of its architecture. And a lot of people are very upset the Mac Pro has not been, it's, I mean, it's not been updated at all. I think they did one speed bump, but it doesn't have modern graphics cards in anymore. Um, it really is not remotely current. And so this is a great way to get a very, very fast Mac. But I question whether most people who do that actually need that sort of power. I think one of the reasons doesn't upgrade these machines so often is because they know that an infinitesimally tiny part of the population actually need the latest, most powerful Mac. And yeah, for those people, it's really, really hard. But they are such a small market that it's, doesn't, it's not worth Apple spending the time doing it that often. I'm sure they'll get around to it eventually. An article so, was going around just this week. It, has Apple abandoned the, the designers and stuff? Yeah, of course they have. They don't care about that market. It's, it's such a small part of their business. They'll give it a little bit of lip service every couple of years. But well, that's I about the it. Other thing, 
I think the other thing as well is they inadvertently got themselves into the same problem that Apple had with the old G4 Cube with this machine. Because it's so custom, everything that goes in it has to be custom built and designed because of the, um, of the size of it. You can't put standard parts in it. That means any time you need to update it, you need to put a lot of engineering effort to produce new products. And, of course, that makes it more expensive. And, you know, then the law of diminishing returns on the market. I think that that's a shame. The, the advantage of the older machines were they were big square boxes, and it was relatively easy for Apple to put new products in them. I mean, you could put a new graphics card in there, no problem. How difficult um, is it to upgrade, like, the SSD and the new Mac Pro that's... Again, three years old at this point. There's only one company that's made an upgrade for it. That is our sponsor, MacSales.com, yeah. OWC. They made that OWC uh, Aura SSD for Mac Pro. It's the only one. Yeah, and, and yeah, because uh, yeah, if you've got a cheese grater Mac Pro, it's it's simple. a five minute job. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely simple. That's why I run one. In fact, I'm going to upgrade mine. Um, it looks like it's going to be increasingly hard to upgrade mine to Sierra when it comes out because of this these boot files. And obviously, as time goes on, it's it's becoming increasingly hard. And I do want to keep current, so I will buy a later model. But I would say anybody today who's looking for a powerful Mac who doesn't want to go down the Hackintosh route is go out and buy the what was it, 2008 2009 the last Mac uh, cheese grater Mac Pro. Go out and buy one of those. You can change all the parts in it. You put new processors in it, you can put as much RAM as you want in it, and as many hard drives as you want. So unless you absolutely need the most cutting-edge performance, go out and buy one of those and save yourself a pile of money over buying um, buying a, a, a trash can Mac Pro. Absolutely. I would not buy a trash can Mac Pro. No, not I, unless somebody gets me. Yeah. Well, if someone gave me one, that's still not buying one. Uh, yeah, I'll take it, but... Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just I don't have a whole lot of interest in it. I'm more interested in... Honestly, what we've been talking about for the last couple of years, mini PCs, Raspberry Pis, I'm more interested in that technology than a, a big circle black box or tube. I, 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 I don't know why. I'm just smaller in some respects is better. Yeah. Speaking of better, last week I uh, briefly discussed, well, actually more than briefly, uh, two new products that I got in for review. The mm-hmm. Motorola Verve Ones headphones, which I still haven't used. They're still literally right where I put them after our last episode. Uh, but, however, the Sony Xperia phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play with it. I like it a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised that it's as good as, as, as it is. I'm kind of surprised it's as good as it is. Uh, The build quality is just really, really good. Uh, The screen is pretty great, to be honest, especially considering it's a sub $300 unlocked phone. Yeah. I like it a lot. I'm going to give it a good review. However, I don't have a need to use this on a daily basis. So, quite honestly, my review period is over, but the nature of the way I get some of this stuff I I don't send it back. Yeah. So here's a little bit of a story for this phone. My daughter, Brittany, has been using an iPhone 4S for a long time. In fact, the button on the top stopped working. So she Mm -hmm. had to turn on uh, some of the accessibility features just to be able to power the phone on and off and stuff like that. And she's needed a new iPhone for a while. However, 
It just wasn't in the card. So finally, I asked her. I handed her this phone, uh, this Sony phone. I said, would you be interested in using this instead of the iPhone? Well, she played with it for a little bit, and she said, yeah, she'd be interested. Yeah. So it takes a different SIM card. So I went into the local AT&T store. Now, remember, this Sony Xperia hasn't been released to the public yet. Right. It, it doesn't come out. I think it comes out next week. But Sony, and I didn't know this, doesn't have any contracts through Verizon or AT&T currently to sell their phones. So you're not going to see these in very many stores, which yeah. I guess that's why Sony's selling them unlocked because the, you, know, you can't buy them on a contract because these stores aren't carrying it. So I go yeah. in, I, I've got, she, she was actually sick. She wasn't feeling well. So I went by myself. I went into the AT&T store and I uh, met this uh, young guy. <clears throat> he, very nice guy. I, I liked him a lot. And he was a total geek. Yeah. Um, I hand him the Xperia and the iPhone. I said, oh, she's my, it's for my daughter. She's using this phone, but she, we want to use this one. It uses a different SIM. And as soon as he grabs the Sony, he goes, is this the new Xperia? I said, yeah. And he says, how'd you get this? <laughs> and it turns out this is the phone that he's really wanted. Now, he really wants oh, the wow. one right above this one, the, the top end model, which is like $800. Which one's that one, the Xperia X? Or the- yeah. And I've yeah. got the Xperia XA. Yeah. But he was, this is the first time he's seen one in person. And he's not even sure if AT&T is going to get them. He, he really considered, because again... My review time with the phone is done. He was yeah. interested. I said, well, I'll trade you for a brand new iPhone if you'd be interested. Yeah. He probably would have done it if his wife wasn't pregnant and she would have killed him. Right. <laughs> wow. In that case, yeah, probably, no. You, you, you've got a baby coming, dude. You don't need to be spending yeah. money on a cell phone. Um, but he was really impressed with the phone. And he knew what it was right away. And... It, you know, I, Brittany was kind of more happy with her decision to go with the Sony phone rather than keep this old iPhone, simply yeah. because of the fact that here's somebody at AT and T who really, really wanted it. Um, wow. he, he was a good guy. We, I was probably there for a half hour, and I only needed to be about ten minutes, but I kept talking to this guy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say he's probably in his early twenties, maybe mid twenties at the most. Um, he, I, I liked him a lot. And yeah, what's cool? It, look, there's the stereotype that people have of different people. When I tell you this guy was uh, in his mid twenties and very nerdy, you probably have a, a picture of what this guy looks like, right? Yeah. Would you be surprised if I told you he's actually black and very good looking? Um. Well. Not, not particular. I'm not I think a lot of people would be surprised. I, I think, I think he doesn't fit with the stereotype. Um, and that's you know, what I wanted like, to get at. There is yeah. no more. You got to. We got to get rid of these stereotypes on okay. who's into technology, who's a gamer, who, who's into geek culture. Because you know what? It's everybody. Now, you and I have known that for a long time. We've met people for many years that you would never guess as a geek, right? Mm-hmm. But. Here's a young guy, and he's talking about getting into um, doing like a, a YouTube channel and doing reviews and stuff like that. And he hasn't done it yet. And I'm a guy that's been doing this for 21 years, right? 
and I'm giving him all this advice, and he was talking about, you know, how he wanted to do it, and and finally, I I was starting to hammer home what I've talked about on other podcasts when I'm interviewed. There are no rules in podcasting and the in the stuff on yeah. YouTube. Do it how yeah. you want to do it. Don't wait till there's a perfect time. Don't don't wait until you have the perfect equipment to, or the perfect software to edit or just. And don't worry about what you think the audience is going to like or dislike. Because if you do yeah. it for those reasons, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Do it because you have a passion for doing this. It doesn't yeah. matter if there's a thousand other shows or 10,000 other shows just like yours that's more slickly produced or any of that. What matters is you. Because that's what people are going to watch. That's why people listen to Tech Fan. That's why people listen to the MyMac podcast. That's why people watch The Walking Dead. Whatever it is. Yeah. You could see the passion behind the creators. And it's that passion of something that you also are passionate about that draws you in and brings you back and, and you keep enjoying that content. And that's what I was trying to tell him. Mm. There isn't a perfect time to start. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about what you think the audience is going to like. Simply do a show, do the video what may that that makes you passionate that makes you yeah. want to you that's all you're thinking of when you're at work you're just thinking about what you're going to do later that night on the show that means you're doing the right thing that means don't worry about the audience that means you're you're going to reach people because your passion is going to become infectious that's what they're going to like they're going to like you they're going to like it when yeah. you smile on camera when you laugh and when you're mad about something that's what they're going to be drawn to. Not the content itself, not the way you present the content. It's you. You're the draw, not the technology Absolutely. that you're talking about, not how they get it, not why they, none of that stuff matters. It's simply you. So let me, let me share a story about that. That kind of illustrates that exactly. Um, my son, uh, like many kids, his age is really into Minecraft. Uh, and he really likes watching. This is a, a phenomena that, that kind of, perplexed me when i first saw it he realized watching people play minecraft on youtube yeah uh and um there is a big community now these guys who basically do stuff in minecraft and youtube and they kind of commentate as they're doing it yeah these guys are hugely popular and my uh son and my seven-year-old daughter who's now announced that she's a uh, a minecraft super fan she told me that the other day <laughs> they uh very excitedly told me during the week they said they said daddy daddy um uh, the diamond minecart is coming is coming to manchester and i was like what what's what's this so so this is um a, a youtuber called dan tdm or dan the diamond minecart and he's one of these guys who commentates on minecraft as he plays it this guy started his channel in july 2012 he now has 11 and a half million subscribers and uh, he's just announced this year that he's going to start doing live shows, and one of them's in Manchester, and my kids desperately, desperately wanted to go. Yeah. Um, I went on the morning that those tickets went on sale, and I managed to get some tickets, but I noticed within about an hour they were sold out. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not this, the same world guy, you and I came up in, that's for no, sure. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, this is... This is... For my children, this is huge. Yep. This is like... You know, if for you and me, we could go and see, uh, go to Comic Con, go to Star Wars Celebration and see all the guys from uh, from all the Star Wars movies on the stage. You know, it would be that kind of level of excitement. Um, and this is this is for a guy who does YouTube. He just does it from his home. You know, um, and he, but he's, but you can tell he really enjoys what he does. I mean, he, he, these guys, I mean, these YouTube guys, it's 
it's not it's like a full-time job because they distribute so much content they must be constantly doing it all the time but um you know you can tell they really enjoy what they do uh and uh it really engages with the i was particularly surprised about my daughter being into it because i knew she probably picked it up from your son well she's yeah basically because uh, we're often we when when we want him to do something we take his devices away to make him concentrate yeah uh, and he's figured out how to get them on the tv so i think in the morning he gets up and watches them on tv and she's seen them there um but she's into it as well i mean it's obviously engaging because she's not particularly into playing minecraft at all but she likes to watch the videos of him so, and so that uh, goes back to what yeah we were discussing which is if you're thinking about doing your own podcast or your own video channel on youtube or your own twitch thing don't worry about what other people are doing don't worry about if you have the best editing skills to make it look as slick as possible don't even worry about the content if someone may or may not like that. Don't worry about if what your opinion is on something is controversial or not. Turn on the microphone, turn on the camera, turn on the capture stuff, whatever it is, and just do it with yeah. a passion, and you will get an audience. Will it be 20 million subscribers, or will it be 200 people that are just really into you? At the end of the day, if you're passionate and you really like what you're doing... The numbers don't matter. No. You know, David and I love doing this show. Whether it's 20 people downloading the episode or 30,000, really, it, it really doesn't make a difference to us, does it? The numbers no, don't no, matter. No, we, we want no, more numbers, we'd don't love, we? Yeah. <laughs> we'd love to be able to, uh, to uh, pay for our, you know, basically do this as a living. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't raise money to do it. Allows to do it for a living, but that doesn't change the passion we have for doing. It, you know. Nope. We're going to do it regardless. I mean, it would be great if it was yeah. a full time gig. If if Dave and I could podcast on a daily basis and had a live video channel and all that, I would be all over it. I'd be the happiest person in the world, other than David. But it, it wouldn't change how we do it. It wouldn't change our passion. That's already there. Yeah. And for this guy at AT&T, who may actually be listening to this episode because he uh, he got my information and stuff, oh. Sean, that's his name. Hi, Sean. Maybe I'll kick him an email because hey, I've Sean. got his business card. Sean, just, just do it, man. Just get out there and start, start your show. Don't. Don't put too much thought into it because too many times people get in their own way and they never actually do it. Just, just launch it, start it, you know. But that being said, your your baby coming up and your wife they come first, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. But maybe um, maybe we can give them a push by having them on the show. Yeah, maybe we should get him on the show sometime. I'll, I'll send him an email after this show goes live and say, hey, by the way, I talked about you on uh, Tech Fan number 261 towards the end of the show. I, I like the guy a lot. He was really, really uh, nice to talk to. He, he's uh, he's passionate about, you know, cell phones and stuff like that and, obvious, and video games. And, you know, he was talking about playing uh, Saints Row. And um, it was it was really cool to talk to him, you know. And who knew cool. that if you just looked at us physically, I'm much older than he is. He's black. I'm white. Um, 
What do they have in common? You know what? A whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's into video games. I'm into video games. I'm into cell phones. He's into cell phones. He's kind of a geek. I'm definitely a geek. You can't judge a book by its cover, you know? And yeah. I love, just like we were talking about earlier, I love how technology is bringing people together instead of driving people apart. And I look, it's doing that too. You know, people politically, religiously, whatever, they follow the one thing that they're into, and that's unfortunate. But I think as a whole, technology, whether it's video games, whether it's something like Netflix, whether it's a bulletin board system that you talk to or a discussion group or the Hackintosh community or building your own arcade machine, whatever it happens to be, it's bringing people together in a way that we never really had 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, you're finding these commonalities and these commonalities bring people together. It makes the world a better place. And it also makes it a smaller place. It's a much smaller world than it ever was before. And thank goodness for the internet. Thank goodness for stuff like YouTube and Twitch and podcasting and iTunes and iPhones and Android. And it's, it's great stuff. It really is. Yeah. Sure is. And uh, speaking of great stuff, Mac Stock Expo, one week from right now, we'll be there. In fact, exactly one week from right now, I'll be doing the, well, no, not yet. I guess it starts at one. Um, but I'll be doing the uh, the panel. That ought to be fun. That's the only time I'm going to be on the stage. The rest of the time, I'll just be hanging out with David and the rest of the people there. If you're in Chicagoland area, you've got a free day next Friday, which is, what was that date again? Uh, the 23rd, no, um, <laughs> I was on the wrong date. Uh, the 15th, July 15th, 1 p.m., Gallus, Galloping Ghost Arcade. We're going to be there. We'd love to see you if you can make it. Uh, drop us an email if you can, the show at techfanpodcast.com. We'd love to get your thoughts and opinions on this or any other subject. The show at techfanpodcast.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are Tech Fan Podcast. We're also on the Facebook. And, of course, you can always go to our website or mymac.com and leave a comment right in the show notes, and we'll read them here on the show. We only got a couple uh, emails, and this is the only one that was uh, read today. But we love your feedback, David, and I would just love to see you in person as well next week. Uh, and let's wrap this up a little bit shorter of a show, David. But, uh, you know, what we didn't discuss is we actually did. This would be an hour and a half show if we would have used the show that we originally recorded, but we decided not to use it. I didn't even save it. It's gone. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I will see you in person next week, and we'll do a live show at some point. Next Absolutely. Week. Safe travels, David. Yeah, see you soon.